Hi, thanks for joining us at the dinner table. Before we begin, we would like to disclaim that these views do not reflect the state news and our opinions are subject to change at later date. Thank you for joining. Hello, and welcome back to the dinner table podcast. This week, we're talking about hospitalizations and my experience with it. Case is going to be sitting down with me again, and he's going to ask me all of the questions that you want to ask somebody who's been to the mental hospital right now. All right. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Case? I'm hanging. I'm doing good. It's been a long day, but I'm excited to start podding, making some pods. Yeah, I love a good pod. It has been a long day. I've been doing back-to-back everything today. Wednesdays are kind of our crazy days. I know we don't even have like meetings on Wednesdays because we're all just like ass to the wall doing stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we are. It's kind of (laughs) wild. It really is. But I do have some questions for you about um, hospitalization. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'm going to start off with my only understanding of Men- mental hospitals or what's a better term psychological hospitals no i think mental hospitals. mental hospital good. yeah so my only experience and understanding of mental hospitals is like one flew over the cuckoo's nest like the movie play novel whatever i like know a little bit about that experience and a critique of it but otherwise like what sets it apart from being a normal hospital like what's the main difference um they treat your mental health well, there's that, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. No, um, so I think I haven't been to the normal hospital, like, ever in my life. Hmm. But it's, like, not in a hospital. It's, like, a separate hospital. So you're not, like, a floor above, like, kids with broken arms or anything? No. Okay. Yeah, you're a totally different experience from that. And then it's, like, um... You can't have anything that could be sharp or that you could use to hurt yourself. It's kind of, honestly, it's kind of like jail. Like, (laughs) when jail gives you, like, well, for me, when I checked myself in, they told me I couldn't bring anything there, which is wrong. (laughs) So I showed up with no clothes, so I had to wear a hospital gown for, like, three days straight, which felt like a jail uniform, for one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they can't give you any sharp items, so you feel like a toddler. Like, if you have to shave, they have to watch you shave. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And I bet they, like, keep all, like, the razors in, like, a very specific spot that, like, none of the patients know where they are or anything like that. Yeah, no, literally. And, like, they do 15-minute checks all day to see where you are. Wait, every 15 minutes? Every 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. It's You're never alone. It's like toddler jail. <laughs> is that offensive? <laughs> no, it is like toddler jail. Or it's like, and like, okay, the worst part is that there's two phones on the wall <laughs> that were connected to the wall, and it felt so jail-like. <laughs> they were just such jail phones. Did they have like oh. a little like circle you had to put your finger in and like let it go back, or was it like no, okay? No, but they were metal. Oh, they were like metal tablets. Yeah. Oh gosh, like the kind they'd have at like a bus depot. Yes. Yeah, and it was like chained. Yeah. Very. Do you have like? Because I imagine because I'd say a lot of people there probably aren't there because of physical ailment. They're not necessarily bedridden. Of course, like probably some people are. 
do you have like a schedule like an itinerary like do you know what you're going to be doing throughout the day yes which is nice but it's like the same routine so i would it's you wake up and it's breakfast at eight or eight thirty, and then you go straight to group therapy until twelve thirty. then we have lunch then there's a another group of therapy after it then there's dbt after the therapy which is just a different version of therapy and then <laughs> then there's a break from three to five then dinner then after dinner another group therapy and then free time until night like what's their prerogative how long do they want you to stay there ideally like what's the length of time they expect you to stay i think a week okay did you yes, stay for the yeah. whole week I stayed for more than a week. I stayed for a week and a day. Okay. Yes. Eight days. Eight days. Wow. Of course I knew that you guys were going to go to therapy, which just seems like the natural solution. But I'm a little bit surprised there weren't like, I don't know, like recreational activities. I sort of assumed like there'd be like the mental health aspect, but there'd also be like a, like, I don't want to call it summer camp, but because that sounds really degrading, but like, a recreational aspect of like i don't know like oh like this is like i don't know like sort of something productive that you can sort of do with like your hands and communal over does that make any sense yeah i mean there was so like some of the group therapy would be art therapy mm. and then like breaks they <laughs> they let us go outside but the outside was like in a cage because mm. <laughs> so, which really felt like jail that's that's, that's jail oh my god and, like, one day there was, I gotta look in my journal, but somebody wrote on, in chalk on the ground. Um, let me find it, because it's so scary. They wrote 11, 12 to 9, 15, 2020, which was that day's date. <laughs> 11, like, is that how long they had been there? Maybe, but that's, like, a, several months. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it was so That's cryptic. That's yeah, really it's weird. so cryptic. Well, that's another yeah. thing I was going to ask about because I heard about this thing that like a lot of um oh, what was it? It was it's actually it was another Vice documentary. I know I talked about how I watched a Vice documentary on the last one, so I'm getting all my sources from one network and it's Vice. But um they talked about it about how like there's a special mental um, mental hospital in Florida that specializes with youth that are uh, suicidal or committing self-harm. And they found that, like, a lot of people are, like, repeat offenders. And a lot of times, like, going can almost make it worse because once you're healing, like, somebody new could come in and that person could, like, do something traumatic in front of you and then trigger your response again. It's, like, the system of, like new people coming in as people that have been there for a while leaving, like, makes it so people keep coming back. Yeah, no, I totally, I can see that because I was really, um, I guess I still am very apprehensive about group therapy because I don't, like, the trauma that they're, like, with them sharing their trauma could, like, trigger my trauma, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, for instance... And this kind of relates, but, like, one time we were playing 
um, a coping game, which is like list three coping mechanisms, like only like bad coping mechanisms. And it was like the first one was like, "What are three ways to cut yourself?" It was like I was like, "What?" Ooh. I was like, you, "We really shouldn't be thinking about like where you're gonna have us all list off different ways." Oh no! Like that just gives people more ideas. Yeah, you're like, oh god. I, I'm, yeah. A part of me understands, like, maybe talking about it can be helpful, but if you're saying it in a group setting, yeah, you're just sharing ideas. Yeah, and that's really bad. Oh, God. People with that struggle with that. And just, yeah. Also, like, most hospitals are so, like, departmentalized. Like, like if you have a heart problem, you're not going to be... Sorry, I'm drinking a LaCroix, so I'm kind of gassy. But um, <laughs> if you have, like, a heart problem, you're not going to be put in this part of the hospital with people that have like pancreatic problems. I don't, clearly I don't know a lot about hospitals. So that's pretty general, but I imagine that with mental health hospitals, they sort of just, it's like one size fits all. No, they do segregate us. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. How does, what was that like? I'm not sure how they segregate us to be honest. Oh, did, did you find that a lot of people there were in a similar situation to you? Um, not really. Some of them, like, there was one lady that was, I think she's probably depressed because she had cancer. So she was there. And so, and then there was another lady that was, like, um, very Republican, very hick, very, did not have some teeth, and was just, like, sad because her dog died. And then... There was a few people that were also LGBT, like me. And then, so I thought maybe it was like the LGBT ward. And then there's like a lot of, there's some people that were my age, but then there's like also like my roommate, Karen, who's like 74. Your roommate was 74? Or something, yeah. She was, she's old. But I love Karen. Yeah, I was going to say, is she cool? She is so cool. Okay. She was like... Um, she would steal stuff to like hoard it and she'd have her little stash and every day she'd give me the same monologue she'd go honey I like you and you can have like you can have whatever you want from that pantry <laughs> her little like cupboard of stolen things <laughs> I was like when is it gonna end she's kind of like your boo radley like from to kill a mockingbird Yes, like she leaves yeah. little presents for you in the tree stump. <laughs> uh, yeah. What kind of stuff would she steal? Like like candies and stuff. Like anything that she could get her hands on. Ooh, I kind of like Karen. I no, I love Karen. Karen is my favorite quote from Karen is the last day that I was there. Somebody was like, "Oh yeah, they had a twelve pound baby," and then she goes, "That's a big baby coming out of that cooter." <laughs> somebody's bringing some joy no i think mostly their end goal is to get you back to a stable level 
And, like, as long as you're not suicidal, then you get to go out of there. Really? So even if you're still, like, in a really bad place, as long as you're not, like, suicidal by their standards, you're good to go? So basically it's like you go and you get your meds straightened out and then you get time to sleep and rest because you're, like, dealing with so much mental stuff that you're, like, so tired and you're not getting, like, time to sleep. So you, like, rest up, you get your meds fixed out, you eat the food that you need to eat, and then you're, like, fixed, sort of. Like, before my meds were really bad and they were making the suicidal ideation, like, worse, like, ten times worse. And so when I went in, they changed everything and, like, added a bunch of meds. Like, I was taking, like, eight pills a day. And, like, (laughs) it's crazy. And, um... Yeah, so they didn't give you, like, give me individual therapy. Like, the goal there wasn't to, like, you know, like, really dig into me and, like, fix all of the mental trauma. It was, like, getting the symptoms that I was experiencing right then and there, like, fixed. Like, like you, if you go to the doctor and you're, like, my knee's broken, they're going to give you medication and, like, put a cast on it or something. And that's, like, exactly what they did in the mental hospital. Yeah, yeah. And then they just wait for them to, like, um, kick in. So, like, throughout the stay, they would, like, titrate it up or, like, um, bring up the med dose. And I would see a psychiatrist, because there's a difference between a therapist and a psychiatrist, and a psychiatrist is the, yeah, the doctor that prescribes you your meds. But you see them every day, and then you tell them, like, how you're experiencing the drugs and stuff. So, from that... You you left with the new prescription system? Are, are you still taking all of the pills you took while you were there? Yeah. Okay. What's that like? Um, it's good. I definitely think that they're helping. I think for a lot of people, um, my friend also told me this, but for a lot of people, it's like, like when relapse happens too, it's like people's meds don't stop working for them. Like, so they need to go back to the hospital to, like, get them figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, sometimes the psychiatrist in normal time, like, can't do it. And so, yeah, like, meds stop working or people stop taking their meds. Stuff like that happens. Right. So that's, like, yeah. Is, do you feel like there's a lot of situations, especially because, like, we don't have a, a universal health care system in the United States? Like, what happens if somebody can't afford their meds anymore like what happens if they have a ton of meds and they just can't purchase them i don't know but that makes me so sad because okay so i take um right now i only take two meds and then i take i have to take iron and um vitamin d so that i'm happy and i can i don't sleep all the time and then i take abilify which is an antipsychotic and i take zoloft which is an antidepressant and an like anti-anxiety med it's like super traditional everyone knows Zoloft I feel like um but yeah all together that costs like $40 and that's only for like two weeks and that's like an insane amount of like money that's $40 and I'd and I'd imagine you probably have health care as well that's covered it's without 
healthcare or any kind of subsidy, I bet it'd be a lot more, right? Or am I wrong in saying that? I don't. So the insurance didn't cover it. Oh, okay. At first, yeah. But now I have Medicaid and it covers it fully. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, which is nice. That's okay. That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, no wonder we have a stigma about like impoverished people being like mentally ill and less stable. Like, lots of if if you're broke and you can't afford it, that's what happens to you. Yeah, like no one. I don't know. Like it reminds me of um, I don't know. Did you hear about what recently happened in Philadelphia? I think it was no. two days ago. There was um, uh, a black man that was killed by two police officers, and he was armed. It was just with a knife, and they found out afterwards that he was actually experiencing um a manic state in his bipolar uh-huh. disorder. And so, like, the cops didn't understand, and they, th- they thought he was a threat, and so uh, people have been protesting. And, I don't know, it makes me think, like, maybe if we just had a better understanding, and if our law enforcement had a better understanding of mental health and what people in different states look like, maybe we wouldn't have fallen into that situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is really sad to see, like that you know like there's privatization within the pharmaceutical um department i don't know if that's correct to say but yeah there is like yeah because i was thinking when i went and i spent 40 dollars on my meds i was like one i don't know if i'm going to be able to afford this and like two like literally if i couldn't afford my meds i would like die like i it's as serious as if, like, somebody with, like, cancer didn't have their meds. They would just die. Like, I would end up spiraling into suicide and just die. Like, there's just not really a question about it. And so it's, like, terrifying to think about, like, the people that, like, don't have the benefits that I have, you know? In the grand scheme of things... I feel like our government can find a way to afford to give people in your situation $40 every two weeks to, in order for you to be a member of society. Yeah. Right? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's expensive enough that it's difficult for the individual. But if $40, if $20 a week is the difference between a, a, somebody being able to be an active member of society or spiraling out and dying, I mean... Even if you aren't looking at it like an empathetic standpoint or like a personal standpoint, like it's that's just a, it's an it's a clear investment, right? I don't know. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people that are against um, public funding for this kind of stuff can't see the personal aspect of it. But if they can't do that, at least you can see like the I don't know. It's not that much. It's not that expensive in the grand scheme of things to take care of people. Hundred percent. I think it's also hard to see from the outside. Like when I was more stable than I have been recently it was like hard for me to understand people that were like really insecure and really sensitive like I was always like oh my gosh just be confident like do this but now I understand that like that feeling and like why where that stems from slack message thanks um but yeah like so I can like understand why people don't and like not excusing it but I but yeah, there definitely needs to be like teachings on mental health as much as um, there are on like other 
things like more compassion more like from the start compassion for people with mental health yeah i hope we see that soon in our lifetime like maybe we already kind of are i think our generation really prioritizes mental health exactly yeah i try to spread like my experiences out a lot like i'm doing a documentary on my experience right now for my capstone because i think it's like important to talk about this stuff i want to like normalize hospitalization because it should be more normal so people go because people need to go you know yeah like no one would be ashamed to say they went to the hospital for breaking their arm yeah they get perks for doing that yeah, and all, their, and all their friends sign their cast. Yeah, literally. But then if I go, people say that I went to the nut house. <laughs> and that is unbelievably offensive. Actually, I have a question for you. Sure. Okay, so the day that I went to the hospital, <laughs> fun fact, was right after a multimedia meeting. Really? It, yes, literally right after. What What did they tell you and, like... What was that experience, you know, a week without your multimedia editor? I didn't know anything. I, so I was new to the company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a joke with my friends that we call it the company, by the way. Oh, yeah. Instead of the state news. <laughs> the company. I like it. The company. But yeah. I was new to the state news and we were remote. So I was just sort of like not really like hip with what was going on and like what the vibe was here and stuff. And so I just started like chugging away at podcasts and was like, okay, I'm just going to figure this out. And I remember I was, um, I was sending you podcasts and I was like, Hey Tessa, like, I don't know if you like this one or not. Like, let's see how it goes. Cause I think at that point I'd only made like one or maybe two and they're both like intro episodes. Yeah. So you probably like, it, it hadn't really made anything real yet. And I was like, and you weren't like responding cause like, duh, you were in the hospital but I was like, oh, man, maybe she doesn't like them. <laughs> I was like, are they that bad? And then, of course, then um, then our editor-in-chief was like, hey, um, Tessa's taking a quick leave of absence. I'm not too sure when she'll be back. From now on, just, like, send me all the pods, and I'll, like, yes or no them and get them published. And, like, Kelly, of course, is on the team, and she's a senior Um member of the multimedia desk so she was very helpful and talked to us and i didn't really know what was going on but also i was just like it's not really my business to know like whatever's going on i'm sure tessa will tell us in their own time and yeah and then i found out that you were i found out a little bit about what happened by editing the this podcast i was just like like i heard you tell your story and stuff and I, don't know, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really brave. I liked what you had to say. And it was kind of really fun. That's one of the reasons why I love this pod so much is because it's just got a lot of honesty on it. True. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, that is interesting. Like, I like that perspective because I wanted to know if, like, people knew or... I still don't think... Like, a good amount of state news does not know. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. Like, m- maybe... I think, like, you obviously know some of the desk maybe knows like i've hinted at it but i don't think like other people that would like normally know if it was like not remote mm-hmm. yeah yeah and also i don't think i don't know i guess i don't i only really know the only really people i know super well at work are the people in our desk 
so I don't really can't really speak for the rest of our community, but I'd imagine that like nobody would really think ill of you in any way. Like we're not really the kind of culture that I think that it would like. I don't think it it, it lead to like a negative perception of you at all. That's sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else do you want to know about hospital about the mental hospital? I have I have actually have a question that I forgot to ask earlier. Yes. What is the food like? Is it bad? It is not great. Mm. <laughs> it's like airplane food. Oh, is it all like warm but unevenly warm? Okay, no, it's not like it's been through a microwave, but oh, it's okay. like, okay, because I'm dairy-free, gluten-free, and um, egg-free, mm-hmm. um, my meals were really weird. But there was this one, this one sandwich me and my friend from the hospital always joke about. But it's literally like <laughs> white smush. Like I don't know what it was made out of. It might have been fish. It might have been pork. I don't know what it was. White covered smush? in this white stuff. Yeah, covered in this white stuff. And it's but not dairy because you're dairy free. Oh my god! I did not even think about that. I so, don't know much. Oh that is. God! What was that? <laughs> it couldn't have been cheese. Oh God! Oh God! Case I did not think about. How... Oh God! I shouldn't have brought that up. It's gonna, it's gonna bring back memories. So it's kind of funny actually bringing up memories. So I work for Whole Foods now, and I was doing some shopping for it, and I was looking at, um, Kashi, Keshi. I don't know. We have a person that works at the desk named Keshi, and then there's Kashi cereal, I think. Anyways, there's a honey almond. And I was looking at it, and I was like, why does that trigger me so much? And then I was like, the hospital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> every, like, that was like my snack, because I couldn't have anything else, so they would give me honey almond Kashi cereal. And it just triggered me. Oh, and you probably couldn't even eat it with milk, so it probably was just like dry. Yep. Oh wow, that's ah, uh, that's not hilarious. But like, do you get like? <laughs> that's strange that you do get like it was being a moment, and all of a sudden you're there. Like when you get those memories and you feel like you're there again, is it like a neat experience? You're like, oh yeah, that happened, or is it more like, oh god, like you feel emotionally overwhelmed? I feel a little like alarmed, like just like unsettled, because it feels, especially because I also went to the hospital during. COVID, it feels very apocalyptic. So it's like, you know, it gives you that feeling. Uh-huh. We should talk about um, being there while COVID was going on. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, that's kind of funny. Because so every day, twice a day, they check your vitals to make sure that you're like, you don't have COVID. But they wouldn't give you COVID tests. But they'd like check your temp, ask you all of the symptom stuff, get your pulse. Um. So people started to, like, assume that they are in a COVID-free space. So masks were, like, not really, more, like, normalized there. And, like, <laughs> like this one girl, woman, was, like, the one that doesn't have any teeth, would always wear hers around her wrist and say, I got my mask. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like bitch, it's on your wrist. You do not have your mask. Girl, like, what are I, you covering? <laughs> literally, what are you covering? And I would wear mine, like, all day for eight days straight. Like, it was a lot of mask wearing. And 
Would you, you sleep with it on? Weird. No, I would take it off. I trusted Karen, even though Karen didn't wear hers. But you know what? I she's too Karen. busy stealing. That means she's been everywhere on the hospital. You don't know. Yeah, true. I think just more of my stuff. Like, I didn't have any of my stuff, which is my fault, sort of. But, like, it was fine for the most part. Like, I, I, I got to sleep. The beds weren't, like, super great, but I needed the sleep, so it was really nice. And, like, they let you craft. And, like, I know there was only one hallway, but, like, it was kind of fun. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, we lived in one hallway. Would you hang out with Karen during the day, or was Karen more of like a going back to your room kind of thing? Oh, I would hang out with Karen sometimes during the day. Like, so because you only have that ward, it's you only see those people like in group and like around. It's like they just become like your neighbors, you know? Yeah. Or like, yeah, you see them so often, you get to know them. It's kind of like. Like, the relationship I would describe is kind of like when you have that relationship with your coworkers, where you, like, know so much about that person, but also you don't know the right stuff about that person, you know? Like... Yeah, it's all, like, the... It's all the details and all the side facts, and not, like, the actual, like, person behind it all sort of thing. Yeah, so it's, like, I know way too much about them because, like, they'd be withdrawing their, like, hard drugs, so they would, like, lose their minds and, like, be really angry and stuff like that but yeah i would hang out with karen in groups sometimes she would always color she really liked to color she was in this coloring squad with some other ladies oh yeah um yeah with linda yes shout out to linda um linda was really sassy also kind of old mm -hmm. um but yeah karen was also really motivated she had two jobs karen one was within the hospital or in, in... within the hospital she gave herself these jobs oh okay she stole she stole the stuff and hoarded it okay that's job number one yes and job number two she was very dedicated to sharpening all of the colored pencils she said by the time she gets out she's going to sharpen all of the pencils <laughs> but everybody's using them so they're gonna dull yeah no i know she <laughs> and she pretty much did and then, she did? Yeah, she did. She oh. really killed it. Do you ever have, like, a nostalgia for it? Like, an odd nostalgia at all? Um, when I first got out, I thought I was going to relapse right again and go back because I was doing unwell, um, like, adjusting. Because it is really hard to, like, adjust. And my meds were still, like, sort of, like, they were working, but they were sort of like unhelpful and also like i the day before i left i talked to this guy and he was very detrimental to my help like he was like you just need to like let go of everything like i don't know why you hold it in like no no he was like he was like there's actually no point in life like really think about it and then i was like you know what <laughs> you know what you were right <laughs> and then i'd be like yeah so he really set me up <laughs> real great for getting out but um yeah I so I was like really craving going back and like just being able to like be in that little space again but yeah it does seem kind of homey I mean it doesn't have your in the homey not in the sense that like it's like comfortable or full of your stuff but more of like it, it kind of makes your world a little bit smaller at a time in which it kind of feels like it should be yeah it was nice, like, 
to be able to talk to people and like because i don't have a roommate right now just alone oh that, so that's probably nice. that can't be good no it is really bad they like should not have me be alone to be honest but it's okay i go to my significant other's house like every day oh that's good okay yeah, yeah i lived alone for a little bit and I, I i almost like lost my mind yeah it's, it's hell. not it's not cool i mean that's like it's like illegal in a lot of prisons because like being alone is like one of the worst forms of torture on a human being oh god um i had one other question and i'm okay. kind of forgetting it oh okay this is probably a pretty good wrap-up question i feel okay so while you were there what was your contact like with the outside world yeah, actually, that's a good question. So um, I think my hospital was a little different than some other ones because I'm I'm just going to out it here, but I went to Forest View, which is in Grand Rapids, which is where I'm from. And there's another one in Grand Rapids called Pine Rest. And that one's like a Christian one. And they like don't, that you have to like earn your phone and they like make you go to group and stuff. And, like, mine didn't make me go to group. Like, for the first three days, I slept all day. Dead ass all day, three days in a row. Did not go to anything. They did not punish me. They let me, like, use the phone on breaks. And so every break, I would call my significant other the whole time. Mm -hmm. To the point where this one worker named Talitha would always harass me about being on the phone. Which seems unethical. Yeah, come on, Talitha. Tabitha. What are you but, um, to achieve? Like, of course, she's like, she was like, why are you not socializing with your peers? It's like, because, like, why would I? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to, like, somebody in the outside world who's like, not only can I emotionally connect to, but also can, like, ground me. No, literally, like, somebody who's, like, stable. You can't even share contact information with the people there. Like, you're, it's, like, you're not allowed to. Oh, so... That's got to be kind of hard, like, not being able to see some of those people again. Yeah, but, like, I sneakily did it. Oh, you did. I have Karen's number. (gasps) And I know. It's legend. I still have to call Karen. Uh, And I also met my friend, um, Mac, who's also non-binary. And I'm hanging out with them today. So it's kind of fun to have a little hospital friend. And to conclude today, it is Halloween this Saturday. And as... My friend suggested this, my other friend that went to the hospital, but she was like, yeah, I stole my hospital gown so I can be that for Halloween. And I was like, that is so smart. So I stole two, and me and my significant other are going to both be (laughs) mental hospital patients, (laughs) which is good. Is that ethical? I'm not actually asking it. I've never been, I just haven't asked that question yet, and I've always wanted to, so. (laughs) I think... It's ethical because I'm going to say it's, I'm me from two months ago. Ooh. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) At the first, I went to Sparrow when I checked myself in. And they gave me, like, basically, like, you know that orange outfit they give prisoners? They did not put you in, like, a prison jumpsuit, did they? No, they did, but it was maroon. And I kind of pulled it off. Okay, that's like the movie Us. You know, the Jordan Peele movie? (laughs) No, literally. That's kind of a (laughs) vibe. And I was like, they were like, you can't take, oh my gosh, actually, this also. So they made me, when they were transferring me from hospitals, which, mind you, they did that at 3 a.m. And it took me, it's an hour drive from Lansing to 
Grand Rapids. And they don't just drive you in a car. No, no, no. They put you on a fucking stretcher. And they put you in an ambulance car. And then they drive you over there. So you're just like laying down in a gurney in an ambulance for like an hour-long ride from Lansing to (laughs) Grand Rapids? Yes, in the rain. At 3 a.m. So can you sit up in the gurney or you have to lay down? No, they strap you into the gurney. <laughs> so you're just like glancing out the window while like rain's hitting yeah. it. Like, oh, I've done this commute before. Never like this though. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly like Like that. you're seeing like all like, I don't know, like when I drive home, I always look for like the like the road marks or whatever. Like yeah. a sign or something. Like, oh, I know that sign. <laughs> I remember distinctly going past... Um, Oh, gosh. That grocery store that's off of Saginaw Highway. And it's like a barn. I don't know if you've seen it before. But it's, uh, yeah, we went past that. And I was like, I I know exactly where I am. That's so, yeah, you never think of the intricacies of it all. Because it's like, yeah, how do you transport somebody, like, in that condition? Yeah. No, in the same way, like, it's like, they really could have just used a car. But Yeah, but I bet they probably have, like, a protocol. Because they can't, like, even yeah. though, like, they're probably like, oh, like, they're vibing, we can, like, they're not going to call you an Uber. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. But, like, even when I was going to check myself in, they were like, so, basically, we're going to call the cops. The cops are going to come here. And they're going to pull you out. And, like, they might have an ambulance. You might have to go in a cop car we're not sure and I was like you don't recognize that that's more traumatizing like you're adding more trauma yeah (laughs) like you're gonna really make the cops come down the hallway and bring me out so I was like can my friend pick me up and bring me to the hospital and they were like oh yeah I was like why did you not yeah why are the cops involved with like mental health problems (laughs) because it's like a life at stake yeah but I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know, with my own yeah, experience like, with cops, the last person I want to be, I expect to be empathetic <laughs> and understanding is a police officer. I don't know if that exactly. makes me sound like a, like a... A dirty liberal? A dirty liberal who just hates the... Yeah, what, what, is, the, what is the opposite of a... Of a, a snowflake. Uh, yeah, a snowflake. That's what I am. <laughs> Proud snowflake. That's the next topic next week. It's snowflakeism. Snowflakeism, yes. Um, well, thank you so much for talking about hospitalizations with me. Yeah, I hope, I'm happy you answered a lot of my questions. I, I really like talking about this topic. It's interesting, especially because you, like, have, it's been on your mind clearly for a while now. Yes, yeah. It's, uh, it ruminates. Did it feel good to talk about it and get, get some of your perspective out? Yes, yeah, I hope people respond to this one, you know. Ask mm-hmm. me more questions if you want in my DMs at Osborne Tessa mm-hmm. on Twitter. We could always do yours? a follow-up episode too. Oh, true. What With are your Q and A? What's your handle on Twitter? Oh, it's at Case DK. Super cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good day, evening, night, morning. Yeah. Bye.